It's that time. Call your mama. Let her know your mother's favorite American is back on the web. Think Twice is here. Starting 2020 off with some goal setting advice. Let me know what you think. Comment. Send me a message. Send me an email. MaxShober18 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Let's get it. Welcome to Think Twice. This is your mother's favorite American back in action, Max Showtime Shober. To all of you returning listeners, I am so blessed to have you back. And to anyone who's a newbie out there, thank you for taking the time to tune in. Uh, This is a podcast that I had started last year, but due to major, absolutely massive changes in my life, I had to put this on the back burner for a while. Finally in a position where I can dedicate some time in the evenings to this, and I couldn't be more excited. First of all, Happy New Year, everyone. It is 2020, it's a brand new decade, and this, in my opinion, is probably the largest decade change in the history of our country. You guys gotta realize, the two largest generation booms in the history of our planet, I believe, would be first the baby boomers after World War II, when everyone got home from work, started getting it on, and that's where most of the millennials' parents came from. But the largest baby boom of all time is the millennial generation, which is what I and probably most of you are a part of. Now, going into 2020, this is the first decade where all millennials are adults for the whole entire decade. So from 2020 all the way through to 2030, we're in our adulthood state. This is a time where we're going to be not not only in school and learning, but we're going to actually be applying the skills and the culture that we've developed over the course of our lifetime into the real world as adults. This is a huge deal. This is an absolutely massive deal, especially knowing the difference in culture from the millennials to the baby boomers. Instant gratification, um, short attention span for a lot of us, Uh, a lot of forward thinking. So I couldn't be more excited for this decade. I hope you guys are too. Now it only seems fitting to start this new decade off and to start off this new year with a 2020 goal setting and 2020 New Year's resolution podcast because everyone talks about this. We've all got resolutions, we've all got things that we wanna change, but a lot of us live in a fantasy world. We think that we're gonna plan all this out in our head, we're gonna wake up on January 1st, 2020, and we're gonna be a completely different person, but unfortunately, I'm here to tell you that it just doesn't quite work that way. There's gonna be a lot of struggle, a lot of uh, friction, a lot of things that we're gonna have to change. There's gonna be some failure along the way. There's gonna be a lot of things that we're gonna have to go through to make changes. But the great news is that in the amazing country of the United States of America, we have the freedom to do anything that we dream of. This is a land of opportunity and do not forget that. Your mother's favorite American is gonna be telling you that over and over again. This is the greatest country on the planet. Now. Now that we've got the Happy New Year and the welcome out of the way, let's get into this. We've got a few things that we're in control of. We're in control of our 
work ethic, we're in control of our immediate surroundings for the most part. We can kind of choose who we surround ourselves. But the number one thing, guys, is we're in control of our attitude. Now, we all go through ups and downs. Life is, a ro- life is a roller coaster. We've all got valleys. We've all felt like we're in the abyss. But we've got to control our attitude going into 2020. You don't want to start your new year, your new decade, with a bad attitude because everything else is out the window. So the first thing that we've got to check is we've got to be coming in with that attitude of we're here to dominate. We're here to take over. We're here to win. Now, once we've got that correct attitude, once we've successfully convinced ourselves that we're here to win now we start setting our goals now a lot of people call them resolutions i don't necessarily like the term resolutions because it kind of goes hand in hand with that person who makes the gym and the get in shape resolution and goes for two or three months and then quits but i love goals i love i strongly believe that goals are the cure to a lot of psychological issues And goals are nothing without a plan, right? They're a dream. Goals without a plan, without a timeline, are a dream. I've learned from a lot of mentors over the last couple of years. I'm extremely blessed to have. And one of those things that they taught me is a dream or a goal without a timeline is only a dream. So now that we've got our attitude checked and we know that we've got that on lock, it's time to start setting those goals. I like to go with the what, where, who, when, why, how. Those are great questions to ask ourselves when we're deciding our goals. So you can't just set a goal if you don't know what you want. So first you got to think, what do I want? Now we go into 2020 and we think about this year in a singular point of view. But one of my great mentors told me, think of this as 2030. You're setting up 2030 right now. So what would the 2030 you give your 2020 advice in? What wisdom would that future you share with today? So this got me thinking, okay, 2030, that's 10 years from now. Where do I want to be in 10 years? What do I want my life to look like? How do I want to live? What do I want want to be doing every day when I wake up? Now that I can think and picture that, I can start to think to myself, okay, what do I have to do in 2020? The first 10% of that timeline to prepare the rest of that 90%. So let's start off with what are your goals? In order to find out what your goals are, you have to think what makes you happy? What are the things that you want to achieve, right? So what are my goals? Take a second to think of that. Put me on pause, do whatever you gotta do, go grab a beer out the fridge, whatever it is. What are your goals moving forward? Where are you going? Where do you want to be in 10 years? What's the vision? And then who's going with you? Because if you've got big goals like a lot of us do, probably not going to be able to achieve them by yourself. Right? There's a great quote. Absolutely phenomenal quote. If you want to go fast, go alone. 
If you want to go far, who are you taking with you? Something along those lines. You know what I'm going at. Now, when are you going to accomplish this by? Scheduling. Oh, scheduling. Scheduling. Blows my mind. We got a guy like Elon Musk running three absolutely massive companies, doing incredible things, doing things on the side. And this guy's got the same amount of time in his day as you and I do. Why are we doing what we're doing? What's our why? The why is going to be extremely important because that's where we're getting our energy from. That's where that's where we're summoning that invisible power, that invisible force that keeps us going. It gets us out of bed when all we want to do is pull the covers over our head. How are we going to do it? How have other people done what you're trying to do? Study what they're doing. And then one of my favorites is what's next. I love long-term vision. I absolutely love thinking 30 years ahead because that makes today just, when, when today's rough, but you know where, where you're headed in 30 years or what you want in 30 years, it makes it a lot easier to get through those bad days. So always be thinking, why am I doing this? And then what comes next? Excuse me. So everyone's goals are going to be completely different. No two people are alike. Very seldom do two people have the exact same vision. So attitudes checked. Now, what are your goals? I remember a few years ago when I was working as a landscaper with my dad's small company, absolutely phenomenal human being, hardest working man I ever met. This man does not miss a day of work. I was doing landscape with him, my brother, and a small crew, a bunch of Hispanic, hardworking guys. But my favorite thing about landscaping is I got to think a lot. Uh, Whenever you're in landscape, if any of you guys have ever done any sort of labor, you're usually doing the same thing over and over again, day in, day out, same ritual. So that kind of shuts off a part of your brain. Um, Your conscious brain is kind of just doing its own thing. You're on autopilot, you got the muscle memory going on. And then your brain starts thinking on a different wave. You're kind of using your energy to think in a more deeper way. And I remember I spent a lot of time thinking, what matters to me? What are the things that matter most to me? Now these things I've found are pretty even all across the board. Just about everybody's got these very similar overall goals, but it's very broad. I've broken it down to about three. Some people may have a fourth or a fifth. But most everyone's goals are going to fit somewhere under the umbrella of these three things. The first one, relationships. Everybody wants to have a good relationship, whether it's with their parents, whether it's with their friends, whether it's with their dog. Everyone wants to have good relationships for the most part. Second one, second one goes by a few different names. Some people call it success. Some people call it wealth. I like to call it influence because I know that when I'm influencing the world in a positive way, that I'm successful. I'm going to be wealthy. I'm going to have things come to me in abundance when I'm influencing and impacting others in a positive way. And then the third one. 
The third one is the umbrella that most people don't think about until they don't have it anymore. And the third one is health. A lot of people forget to mention this one when they're going over the things that matter most to them. And that tends to happen when we're healthy. But if you've ever been diagnosed with something where you didn't know if you're going to be okay at the end of it, it reminds you that without our health, we have nothing. So first one, relationships. Second one would be influence or success, whatever you want to call it. And then the third one is health. So for me, I break all my goals down into those three things, relationships with family, friends, coworkers. Second one being influence, okay, how do I want to influence others? How do I want to run my business? How do I want to impact the world? And then third is health, what kind of lifestyle do I want to lead? Now I gotta figure out where I'm going. Where do I want my relationships to be? Where do I want to be an influence at the end of this year, at the end of this decade, at the end of my life? And where do I want to stand health-wise? After I've decided what and where I want to go, now I'm going to be thinking, who's going with me? This is not easy. Because a lot of the times, the people that are going to be going with us aren't around us yet. A lot of times, we don't even know who they are. But when you decide who's going to be going with you, what kind of person it is, what kind of traits that they have, what their vision is going to be like, you start to narrow down that number. You go from you know six, seven billion people on the planet, and then you start narrowing it down, narrowing it down. Then you're going to start to find what you're looking for. You're going to come across these people, and you've got to take advantage. Now, when are you going to accomplish it by? Like we stated earlier, a goal without a date is simply a dream. So we've got to schedule, we've got to realize, okay, where am I going to be at this point in my year? Where am I going to be at that point in my year? What's the first quarter going to look like? Second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, month, week, as detailed as you want to get it. How are we going to do it? That's another big one is the how. When it comes to the how, the best way to figure out how is to study people who have what you want. Learn this from a lot of my mentors as well. How are we going to do it? Find somebody who's doing it. Success leaves clues. Spot those clues. Figure out how you can apply them. Get yourself around these people. That's going to help you figure out the how. Now, whenever we're making a big change, anytime you make any sort of change, there's going to be resistance. There's going to be friction. I don't know what it is. It's, it's laws of nature human nature, whatever it is, but there's always going to be pain. There's always going to be resistance whenever there's change. In order to get us through that change, we have to have a why. Now, I personally struggle with this one. I personally struggle with my why. I have ideas of things that I would like. I have uh, ideas of where I want to be in the future, but it's really difficult for me to find my why. You know, I want to provide for my parents. I want to do all these things, but I know that they're they're great people. They're they're going to have an incredible life with or without me. I'm going to make their life much better. But that's part of my why. It's my parents, my family, my friends, the people around me. The people who maybe were going to be unhappy their entire life 
but because we work together towards a common goal, our life is going to be wonderful. You have to have a why to get you out of the bed in the morning. Next thing I like to think, once I've kind of developed a plan for immediate, for the next year, the very short term, I think, okay, what's next? What's going to be the next move? Because then I can work that piece of the puzzle in. Once I've seen the whole puzzle in my head, I can decide, okay, which piece gets laid next. So when you're planning ahead, you've got an outline, you've got a map, you know what stops you're going to be making. It's easier to stay on course. Now, you guys got to remember, life is not a straight upward line. Life is not a straight upward line, no matter how badly we like to think that we're going to be able to get to that success point. Life is going to be up and down and up and down. It's like a roller coaster. You've been on a roller coaster. So whenever you're on a roller coaster, you get that engine, you get the motor taking you all the way up to the top. That takes a lot of energy. You get up to that peak, that high peak. That's excitement. Say the year turned, you just got up to that high peak. You have that first big drop down and you start gaining that speed down. After you just hit a peak, you get massive speed down. Then you hit a valley, you go all the way down. That's gonna be related to like feeling down on yourself, feeling depressed and upset. But after every big drop in a roller coaster, comes a massive incline up. And on that incline up, that's where we reap the profits. When we feel the success, that's when we're happy. We've got momentum. And then we go through the loop and back down. And turns and twists and valleys, everything's all going to be included on there. So along the way, when we're in those valleys, we may need to make changes. One thing that I've learned is when I'm in those dark valleys, it's a great time for me to think. Whenever you're feeling that very powerful, negative or depressing feeling, it's really just energy. It's negative energy. And if we allow it to stay negative, it's going to continue to bury us down. But if we can figure out how to transform that negative energy into a positive energy, that is when we start going back up. So there's going to be changes made along the way. Not everything's going to be an easy straight line like we would love it to be. And when the going gets tough, do not quit. Never, ever quit. You can move around. You can make changes. You can adjust, but never, ever quit. So there's a there's a fantastic book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. One of the greatest books of all time. I believe this was originally published in 1927. Uh, Napoleon Hill spent basically a lifetime developing the knowledge by interviewing the most successful people in the world in order to write this book to figure out what they have in common, figure out what they all did. Napoleon Hill was actually born in in 1883, died in 1970. This book has stood the test of time. One of my all-time favorites, probably my number one favorite book of all time. He's got an incredible story in there. It's a three feet short of gold. Three feet short of gold is a great story that he has in there about a man by the name of R.U. Darby. Now, R.U. Darby, he was part of the big gold rush that they had. He was excited. He wanted to go out. He wanted to mine some gold. 
So he goes out, he starts digging, and then he finds a vein. He finds a vein and he thinks, I've done it, I've hit gold. He goes out, purchases, and uh, takes massive loans in order to be able to buy the equipment to mine the gold. He gets a few cartloads of gold, everything's looking great. He's almost going to be up to the point where he's going to be able to pay off all the machinery. And then it stops. No more gold. It's dry. The pot of gold has come to an end. He finally decides, that's it, packing my bags, I'm done. He sells the machinery to, uh, I believe it was like a junkyard, a scrap metal. Sells it as junk, gets a few hundred dollars for the machinery. Now, the junk man that he sold the machinery to decided to get some professional advice. He goes to someone with experience in the field, and the person with experience in the field says, No, I think I think they were onto something. I think they stopped a little short. So they take the machinery back out to where he was digging for gold. They get it going back up and they find that RU Darby was three feet short of the gold mine. Three feet. He gave up three feet too early. He quit three feet too early because he couldn't weather the storm. Don't be RU Darby. Don't quit three feet short of reaching your goal. If he would have kept on going, would have not have quit, his life would have changed forever. That moment where he decided to quit took it all away from him. Don't ever, ever quit. Fortunately, RU Darby was not a um, easily, what's the word I'm looking for here? He didn't completely give up. He ended up being very successful later on selling life insurance and uh, decided that temporary failure was not going to ever cause him to quit again. So he learned his lesson. He ended up learning his lesson. But he was three feet short of his initial goal. Don't fall three feet short of your initial goal. Keep on digging. All right, guys. So just to recap... Go into the year with a good attitude. Know that you have what it takes. Figure out where you want to be. For me, my goals are based off of relationships, influence that I want to have, and my health. Figure out where I want to go, who's going to be going with me, when I'm going to get there, why I'm doing it, and then I study how to do it. And I always keep in mind what comes next last thing that I want to touch on here guys everyone talks about how this is going to be the best year of their life 2019 you sucked but 2020 is going to be great and I think that's awesome part of the attitude right I personally choose to go into each year expecting that year to be the most difficult time of my life. I expect it to be the hardest, the most painful. I expect to have more struggles than I've ever had. And the reason why I do that is twofold. The first reason is when things don't go my way, I can accept it. When things don't go my way, I was prepared for it. 
The second reason, second reason why I decided it's going to be the hardest, hardest uh, year of my life is because I'm asking for more than I've ever had. Why would I expect it to come easy to me? That wouldn't make any sense. When you're asking for more, you've got to give more. You've got to dig down deeper. You've got to figure out what you're made of. And you've got to make it happen. Thank you for listening to Think Twice, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back. We're going to be back here. Next episode is going to be on the legalization of recreational marijuana in Chicago, Illinois. We're going to be going over. Sorry, we're having a little bit of technical issues here. I'm not sure exactly where that cut out. But like I was saying, our next podcast is going to be on the legalization of recreational marijuana across the United States. What that's going to be doing for business what it's going to be doing for the economy, how it's going to affect people, some of our um, best ideas of what kind of changes that's going to bring. I'm currently living in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, marijuana was just legalized recreationally on January 1st, 2020. We're going to have a little bit of insight on that. So I look forward to seeing you guys next episode. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, this is your mother's favorite American signing out. Think twice.